This hour of gameplay is brought to you by FanDuel. Bet on all your favorite teams on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. You're listening to Gameplay with Matthew Cause on TSN 1050. Embrace the odds. I want winners. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Gameplay. I am your host, Matthew Cause, right here on TSN 1050. The show is always brought to you by FanDuel, but on all your favorite teams on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. And here's how busy things are. I'm a very self-involved, egotistical host that believes that everything going on in my life is important to me, so it should be important to you. But we've been so packed, I haven't talked about the fact we're doing renos to my entire condo. I'm staying at a hotel overlooking the lake. I have so many thoughts on hotel life. I just came from buying appliances. It makes me nervous and insecure because I'm a dummy. I don't know how, you know, the, now you have to make all these decisions. There's 17,000 types of paint. Then you got to get the right sheen, which is different than the color. And and then I had to go and stare at 47 different uh, stoves and fridges and, and microwaves and, and, and dishwashers. Producer Josh, like I know it's like, oh, boo-hoo. Oh, you're buying new appliances and you're living at the Western Harbor Castle. Yeah. But I, I got to tell you, it's stressful. I bet it is. I bet there's a lot going on in your house right now. It's like, oh, there's so much sports news to get to. Oh, I'm worrying about where I'm going to put that couch or that fridge. Uh, Like, what what are you guys preparing? Or what are you guys putting in? All new floors. Okay. Um, Getting a shave in the ceiling, getting the popcorn ceiling off. Okay. Painting everything. Um, had to buy new appliances, and I haven't bought an appliance my entire life. I've lived in a con- two different condos uh, the last twenty, uh, like nearly twenty years. I've never bought a, I've never bought a fridge. I've never bought anything. So this is all time is finally catching up on me. And and at the at the backdrop is what happened the moment we went off air. What happened the moment? Like I heard, I heard uh, JT and Al's brother complaining about all the leaf moves happening when they're showing off the air. But Rasmus Sandin gets traded, uh, uh, Pierre Engvall traded, literally as our show is ending. As I've said, Overdrive is coming up next. Kyle Dubas is making more moves. I am totally shocked of what happened. It was around ah. 1.55. We, were, we just got, uh, sorry, 3.55. We just got off air. Overdrive yeah. was about to come right up. And then all of a sudden, ah. Sandin oh. off at practice and mm-hmm. Pierre Engvall trade discussion. Then all of a sudden... Luke you see, Shen? Luke Shen later in the <laughs> evening got to give props to the Overdrive guys because they handled that absolutely awesome. Yeah, because they nice were job. just coming in like a like a rainstorm. Kyle oh, Dubas yeah. was on the phone for a good while, and he was uh, and he fully loaded. And we saw that yesterday. Yep. Yeah. Uh, good job to Overdrive producer Rod and everyone else involved. So you got the Leafs and the Oilers tonight. Incredible. Uh, the Raptors win an ugly game yesterday. Woof. Uh, but they did cover against, uh, the Bulls. So we got that right. We got, we love the under. Um, but, uh, I think it was Scotty Barnes or OG. One of them went over their, their point total. But nonetheless, let's get right. Cause by the way, a pack show. So here's what's also is coming up. We got Charles Davis from the NFL Network is going to join us at 2.15. We're going to talk a little NFL, little NFL draft, combine, all of that. Then Tom Gazzola, who covers the Edmonton Oilers at 2.30. Then at 3 o'clock, my favorite NBA guest, Amin L. Hassan. There is no one smarter than him. And then Todd Furman. I mean, when you think about sports betting, Todd Furman is uh, one of the names that always comes to mind. He's going to join us at 3.30. The show is packed. Let's get right to it. Let's get to my opening thought. 
Time now for Matt's opening thought. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? And here we go. I mean, it's really nothing more than a self-absorbed monologue, a chance for Matt to rant about something and pretend he's a serious radio personality instead of a gas bag. Let's face it, he stole this idea from Dennis Miller. Now, I don't want to get off on a rant here. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! I gotta tell you, I love this version of Kyle Dubas. It's rare for me to focus my opening thought on the same person two days in a row. But the Raptors won an ugly low-event game against the Bulls. Jokic gets another triple-double. The Lakers lose without LeBron. And the Mavericks... Hey, they got a they got a losing record since Kyrie was traded. Oh, I can go there. By the way, the NHL, the Bruins, they can't be stopped. Back to back, fourth road game in six days doesn't matter. They beat Calgary four three in overtime. Dimitri Orloff, the Bobby Orr of our generation, had two assists in the last game, scored two goals last night. Oh, by the way, Linus Allmark, yeah, fifty four saves. Well, whatever. But let's get to the uh, the man of the hour of the day of the week. How free must Kyle Dubas feel? He knows his future with the Leafs is, is, is at least somewhat tenuous, and his contract is up after this year. Now he could be given an extension. Right now, when you look at all the moves and everything, I, I don't know. I don't know how you can't say you get an extension, but there still is that chance he will he will be set free to find work elsewhere. But you see, he's got to feel like, I got nothing to lose. Whatever. I'm young. I've been well compensated so far by the Maple Leafs. And if the team falls flat on their face in the first round and the team decides to do a massive shakeup, Kyle Dubas will have another job as soon as he wants. This isn't like playing with house money. It's not like finding a 20 and a pair of jeans, but it's pretty damn close. So what do you do when you got nothing to lose? You're desperate to go on a deep playoff run. What do you do? You do everything. That's his answer. He's going all in. I was thinking about it. He's like Michael Corleone near the end of The Godfather. Remember the baptism scene where Michael is sitting there all innocently as his minions are cleaning up all old debts? And by cleaning up all debts, I mean murder. Meanwhile, in Leafsland, Dubis is getting rid of players he doesn't think is going to help. Sandine, Rasmus Sandine, traded to Washington. You get Gustafson back, but you also get a first-round selection from Boston. Not from Boston. It'll be near the end. But, hey, here comes back a little bit of draft capital. And sorry, Rasmus, you are a good, good kid. You are. But we don't trust you. You see, the Leafs, let's get some Godfather references here. The Leafs are about to go to the mattresses with Tampa and Boston. And you don't fit. We love you, and we love what you can become, Rasmus, but we don't need you right now. Pierre Engvall traded to the Islanders. For a third-round pick in next year's draft. Engvall, for all your size and speed, eh, you just never could get it done. You see, the Leafs, they need a wartime conciliary. And Pierre, you're a peacetime conciliary. Don't worry, worked out fine for Tom Hagen. I wonder how many of these references my producer is getting. I'm guessing very few. Then they acquire Luke Shen from Vancouver for a third round pick picks are coming players are coming players are going Dubas came to the Leafs as analytics guy now he's just full blood and guts he's like Lou Lamarillo with better eyewear Ryan O'Reilly, Nolan Chari, Jake McCabe there's more Sonny on this Raptors team than there is young Michael again follow along with the Godfather references because you see in game 7 
against Corey or Corey Perry or say a Pat Maroon, you got to get close to them like this and bada bing, you blow their brains all over your nice Ivy League suit. Dubas is gone all, leave the draft picks, take the cannoli and the rugged players who can help us win. Dubas is going all in. The man is desperate. It's great. I wonder what the rest of the team is thinking. Wow, our GM both really believes in us. He's getting rid of all these picks, bringing in players. But for some of you all, you're going to see your minutes go down with new players coming in. So eh, maybe he doesn't believe in all of you as much as you think. Because at the end of the playoffs, here's what Kyle wants to do. He wants to close the door on any narrative that he can't put together a legitimately dangerous playoff team. It's like at the end of The Godfather, when Michael's henchmen are closing the door on K. That is what Dubis is trying to do on past playoff failures. And we're all hoping that come this May, it'll be the Bruins, it'll be the Lightning, who will be sleeping with the fishes. And that is my opening thought. I'm finished. Oh, boy, I'm afraid to ask. But here goes uh, Josh. And again, it's over 50 years old. I mean, he came out before I was born. <laughs> have you seen The Godfather? Um, I have. Nope. Okay, so uh, that's a real good question. <laughs> no, it's not. It's actually a very simple question. There's not much to it. It's either yes or no. I have, have not seen, the... seen okay. it. Okay. I have not seen it. I, I know it's widely, widely regarded as one of the greatest films of all time. It's just, Hell yeah. I'm not in, totally not into the, the mob dramas, to be honest with you. I, like, okay. I haven't really that's jumped fine. into that scene yet. I totally get it. But it's funny, like, when all those moves were happening, it's like, Engvall, you're gone. Sandine, you're gone. No, it's a perfect there's a, analogy. There's a, there's a scene near the end when Michael, he's, he's, he's at the baptism for his, uh, for his godchild, yeah. and suddenly all the moves are getting made. You're getting murdered. You're getting murdered. And that's what the Leafs are doing. And the term uh, going to the mattresses, that's uh, an Italian mob term when we're going to go to war with another, uh, another group another uh, clan, whatever you want to call it, another mob group. And so everyone would just huddle up in an apartment, and everyone's just sleeping on mattresses on the ground because that's where you have to hide out. So that's where that expression comes from. It's a, it's a super good analogy, a super good connection. Is there, like, one quote? Because there has to be one memorable quote from The Godfather that kind of signals what the Toronto Maple Leafs did yesterday. Um, well, let's see. The perfect quote is, I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. That might have been uh, some of the Leafs' offers to St. Louis and especially to the Blackhawks, which are just going all tank and they're retaining all the salary. So it could, you could go, you could go with that one. That is also, by the way, the classic, uh, stereotypical number one line from The Godfather. But it's, it, it's, it's fascinating. Like Sandine. A guy that we you know been drafted and it was developing and it was it was a good young player. You know, the defense would take a long time to develop. But them getting rid of him, it's like, okay, we gotta win now. Pierre Engvall has got flashes. But man, that guy's had so many opportunities. Here, go play with Marner. Go play with Matthews. Go play with Tavares. And I was like, okay, get out of here. You're not helping these guys. Well, it seemed like a deal had to get done because he was either you're going to trade some options, some assets, or you're placing Matt Murray on LTIR for yeah. for, for how long? That that's the that's the ranging question that Kyle Dubas was was given, and 
I personally think these these deals were were needed because yeah. Sandine wasn't necessarily getting the playing time and the the ice time that he was fully expecting. So that's a deal that they had to get done, yeah. and then adding the veteran presence of Luke Shen back to Toronto. That is an end all be all deal. Meaning we have to gear up against a team such as the Tampa Bay Lightning, the Boston Bruins in the back end. Adding Jake McCabe, all of these guys. If you've noticed the trend and the pattern there, Maddie. Oh yeah, they're physical, they're yeah. aggressive. They're going to get in the corners. They're going to pre- press you, pre- press you against the boards. So that seems like the the storyline for the Maple Leafs team now, and it's a deal that and deals that had to get done. Maybe maybe we waited a little bit too long, but it happened now, and it's all, go time. It's all old blood and guts. Kyle Dubas. All he cares about is is physicality and truculence and grit. Come on, Kyle. Why don't you get a guy that can score some goals? Um, We'll, um, we'll stick with this on the other side. I just got a message, uh, Charles Davis from the NFL Network. Uh, we had to move him. He had to cancel. He's, he's packed with too much stuff going on at the Combine. Yes, absolutely. We're going to try to get him back on, uh, if not this week, next week. There's been some That's breaking fine. news um, around the NCAA football world. Um, with oof, There's some bad news with Jalen Carter. Yeah, Jalen Carter, who for people who don't know, uh, was going to be a very high draft pick, a defensive lineman uh, with the Georgia Bulldogs. An arrest warrant has been issued to him for his alleged, I always got to use that word, role in a January traffic crash that killed a teammate and a recruiting staffer and things like reckless driving, racing, street racing. All these terms are getting thrown out there, and that is going to have a just... I mean, first off, obviously, this is a human story first. Two people died. I mean, the impact that has on friends, on family, and the ripple effect is stuff we won't, we'll never know, and it's just wildly tragic on so many different levels. On the football side, it, um, you know, it just means, um, you know, who is getting taken, who's getting taken where, uh, projections of mock drafts, all that kind of stuff, everything changes. Yeah. So, um, but on the other side, okay, uh, l- let's get into what, what should our betting philosophy be with the Oilers-Leafs game tonight? Uh, because it feels like everyone just jump in the pool. Let's all take the overs. And also, the general manager, we'll do some football, the general manager of Green Bay Packers, um, he said something really remarkable by the one word he didn't use. I'll explain that next right here on Gameplay. I'm now getting sent videos of Jake McCabe just destroying Patrick Lyon. It was like six years ago. Oh, yeah, just a massive, massive hit. And it's one of those ones that's completely clean. And then suddenly it starts a fight after. This is years ago. They got Jets and, uh, and Sabres game. God, I hate that in hockey. It's, it's, it, it, again, I don't want to get off topic here. By the way, shout out to Terry MC for sending me that link. Uh, this is gameplay right here on TSN 1050. I'm your host, Matthew Cause. But it, it, I, I think if we did our list of the biggest things that annoy us in each, every sport has its thing that annoys us. Like in baseball, when a pitcher throws a ball at someone because they stared at their home run. But the perfectly clean, devastating hit that has to be met with a fight. I think that might be number one beyond the salary cap. That might be the number one thing on my list. <laughs> I know. Like it's it's hard not Ugh. to agree with that. Like it's, it's nice to have a physical presence if you're yeah. if you're now the Maple Leafs to, yeah. to to watch this and see what you're actually getting in these players. And Maddie, we talked about it yesterday. The Eastern Conference leading up to Friday is still loading up. Still, There's still well, moves being made. 
Now, hold on. We'll, we'll, we'll finally give some love to the West. Edmonton, you know, they went and got Matthias Eckholm from Nashville for Tyson Berry, uh, a forward I've never heard of before, and a first-round pick in the upcoming draft. And then uh, the Blue Jackets, uh, yeah, uh, Vladislav Gavrikov and, and, uh, and Corpusalo to the Kings in exchange for Jonathan Quick and a first and a third round pick. So the L.A. Kings, the, um, uh, the Edmonton Oilers, uh, the other Pacific making, making a little bit of noise. Are you, are you surprised? Like Vegas feels like they've been really quiet, and, and maybe we shouldn't make fun of them. I'd have to go back and just look. What's their salary cap situation? How many? What's their what's their drafts? Like how many first round picks do they got to play with over the next three years? But I am surprised by how quiet some of the top teams in the West are. Oh, I'm I'm extremely quiet. Excuse me. I'm extremely like. Interested in seeing what the Western Conference will do leading up to this. Because what can they do? What can like, they literally, do? what can they do? Because the Vegas Golden Knights, if you look, Matt, top of the West, and I feel like their their lineup is pretty self centered at this point with Jack Eichel starting to heat up. Chandler Stevenson's been their guy this season. They don't really need to make a move. Like the Dallas Stars made the move of acquiring of Getty Dadnov. That was a nice solid move. Lars Eller. Uh, just announced to the Colorado Avalanche, so there's another depth move um, just to add towards the playoffs. But the Edmonton Oilers needed to get that done, ranging back to that point. Ekholm's a solid player, tall. He can get in front of the puck. Um, There's still no word on Jacob Chikrin. That, I'm so sick of that. that like, is, I am, like, I am that just is nuts. so tired of, of Jacob Checker. I, I don't believe he's ever going to get traded. I, I've been making this joke, and so maybe I, I should just retire it. But i I got to tell you right now, my guess is he is going to be a coyote for his life. For his entire career, you are never easy. Every year, he's he's going to spend every year sitting out waiting for it to get traded. You know, for like trade related reasons, whatever the hell term we're using now. But he never gets traded. That's my theory. Yeah, according to Darren Dreger, um, uh-huh. teams whatever. are poised. But oh, they're poised. I, I, I've, I've oh, everyone, they're poised. They've been, they've been po- How long have they been poised for? Like, uh, poised for team- ages. <laughs> I bet teams are poised, but just like the the uh-huh. price for Jacob Chicken right now seems like it's totally high because you saw what the Maple Leafs did there was a sense that oh well these players that we acquired their price didn't need that many picks or didn't need the the salary tension to be like a, a like a storyline but now how much is like how much are the coyotes valuing chikrin like like that is just it, it needs to happen soon if i have to predict if if I, ha- if I have to predict it's probably going to be to the west Oh, sorry. Yeah, well. Within the, the within the West, and then maybe an Eastern team. Maybe a, no, I think it's uh, the a Carolina. It's going to go. Oh yeah, Carolina. Yeah, the Hurricanes. They've done. It. They're just sitting there going, "All right, yeah, everyone does your thing." Um, by the way, okay. So getting off that for a moment, and and listen, we'll be doing plenty of just uh, the Leafs and trade deadline and all of that. But actually, speaking of the Leafs, uh, on FanDuel, there's a uh, boost out there. NHL Super Boost. Austin Matthews to score. And the Leafs to win. Now that was plus 208. It's been boosted up to plus 300. So three to one. 
your thoughts there, Josh, on uh, – now, you, you can only a max bet of $20. Well, whatever. I mean, you know, sometimes it's you know, – a lot of times I think it's more fun when you have a little bit of money. If you got like, you know, 300 bucks on a bet, now you're watching that game a little too closely. But what do you, what do you think about that? Um, Matthews to score and the Leafs to win at 3-1. to one. I think that's a pretty solid bet there, Matty. In the last five games against the Oilers – Matthews has four goals, and if you look yeah. how positive and the success, the success rate of the Maple Leafs in Edmonton, it's been high. They've won yeah. eight of their last ten games against them. So, uh, I like it. I, I, I actually I, really like that that decision in the sense yeah. that that's a lot of money on Matthews. That's not bad, plus odds, and then a Maple Leafs win with. All these new additions, McCabe in the lineup, Lafferty in the lineup. We'll see how they mesh together. It's either going to be they're bolstering and they're winning, or it needs some time to mesh. That's the yeah. question mark. How about you? Well, I mean, in terms of meshing, it, it took, what, 18 seconds for Ryan O'Reilly to to mesh and for Noel Achari to mesh with the team. Look at Dimitri Orloff. First game with Boston. Up, oh, here's two assists. Then uh, last night against Calgary. Up, oh, here's two goals. You know, it's, it feels to me, you know, maybe meshing. If you already, if you have a good coach and you already have enough good players, then it's like, you know what? Like, like here's what here's what Matthews and Marner and Morgan Riley and Tavares and, you know, and Nylander, all these guys, their job is to be like, okay, don't worry, new Maple Leaf members, we'll do the heavy lifting, we'll play a couple more minutes, yeah, we'll handle it all, don't worry about it. Uh, just, just you know, basically, there's enough good players on the Maple Leafs that the new guys could just ease in. Like you know, when you get to a hot tub and it's a couple degrees hotter than you think, and you're like, oh, oh God, oh, that is a little hotter. And you ease your body in. That's what uh, that's what the the job of the core four and Morgan Riley. That's their job to help the new guys. That's what they have to do. And there, there's a yeah. good issue on the back end now. I feel like uh, watching the Maple Leafs over the past couple of seasons, they really haven't had the defensive core that they wanted. And now you're dealing with nine guys at the back there saying, who are we yeah. really going to pick and choose? Do you think it's going to be like a game-by-game a game basis? Or is it going to be a performance? Like, that's, that's, the, that's the question mark. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Can't wait. Uh, to say, I, I've been looking around going, is there line? Like, have the lines been released for tonight? Do we know who's with who? I, I, I missed that if, if, uh, yeah. if they were mentioned that on Leafs Lunch. Uh, so... Along the lines, yep, Samsonov will be will be in net tonight. Not much on Matt Murray just yet. Uh, but... Oh no, no, I'm talking about who's on the third oh, defensive pairing. Yes, who's on the third defensive pair? Who's on like like who's with who right now? I... You know what? We'll get we'll get into that a little bit because um, okay. we'll get back to that. Just because really quickly, uh, I promoted this. I want to play it. The general manager of the Green Bay Packers, and we know that Aaron Rodgers will play in the sound a little bit later. He came out of his darkness retreat. But he, the general manager, uh, Brian Gumpkest, or whatever his name is, I can't pronounce it. Get, I mean, Jesus, get an easier name. Anyway, Brian was asked, the general manager of the Packers, a little Q&A, do you want Aaron Rodgers back? Do you want him back as the quarterback of the Packers? Yeah, I think you know th- those discussions have to happen and making sure that it's the right fit. But um, obviously we know the kind of player that Aaron is. And um, you know, once we have those conversations, we'll, we'll be able to move forward. We'll have more to say. That is shocking because there's two answers. There's yes, of course we do, and there's everything else. He didn't start with yes. Like this no. says to me that there is a chance we are getting a messy, expensive divorce. I'm not talking a divorce when it's a, a couple that uh, you know doesn't have a lot of money, doesn't have a, doesn't have any kids. Maybe both of them rent. And they decide to get divorced. Like, hey, you go your way, I'll go mine. No lawyers needed. 
Just sign on the dotted line. This is not that. Not at all. This is like Jeff Bezos' divorce, where you get divorced and, and his partner is one of the ten richest people on the planet. This is going to be a messy divorce in Green Bay. On the other side, um, beyond all the moves getting made by the Leafs, and hey, Edmonton Oilers making moves. There's a game tonight. It's the Leafs. It is the Oilers. And Tom Gazzola is going to join us, host of for the Oilers pre- and post-game show on TSN 1260. And he'll join us next as we tee it up. McDavid versus Matthews. Edmonton versus Toronto. Oh, my God. Uh, take a couple hours off of checking transactions. Let's just watch some good hockey. That's coming up next. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome back to Gameplay. I'm your host, Matthew Cause. So many transactions, trades, moves being made in the NHL where they're now treating their first-round picks the same way the Rams do or NBA does with their second-rounders. But beyond transactions, there's a game on tonight. It's the Oilers and the Leafs. It's McDavid who now, you know, decided, woke up one morning and decided, I'm going to score 50 goals, and he has going up against Austin Matthews. Joining us now, Tom Gazzola, who covers the team pre and post for every Oilers game day, also CFL. Maybe we can get some hot Taylor Cornelius conversation with uh, T at TSN 1260. Tom, thanks so much for joining the show today. Matt, let's save the Cornelius stuff for the summer, okay? What do you, everyone wants to know, Eugene Lewis, what's he going to mean for, for for Taylor? All right, we'll get to that maybe later. Um, let, let's just start here. McDavid hitting 50 goals. What, what is different this year? I mean, he's, uh, he's the best player in the league. What has changed, or is it just he's so talented he got bored and decided, ah, I'll score 50? Yeah, it's funny because anytime somebody says that, uh, well, McDavid can't do this, he can't do that. Oh, yeah, Austin Matthews scored 60. McDavid hasn't pulled that off. He kind of gets that, oh, yeah, attitude, and he goes, I'll show you. And, I mean, he's in the prime of his career now. Like, this is the the window of just uh, supernova McDavid, basically. And I think he probably at the start of the season said, you know what, I can do 60, maybe even push 70, and he's just, outright done that he's scoring in different ways yeah he's shooting more he's using a slap shot a little bit there's jokes being made a year or two ago when we'd watch him at practice working on his one-timers and now all of a sudden he's got all these tools in his uh toolbox that uh you know people didn't really talk about that he's capable of doing and and with his speed and just his vision uh, this guy is just hitting his peak, and, and it's just absolutely thrilling to watch. You know, everyone sees the highlights on TV, on their phones, on their computers, whatever. And then when we watch it in person uh, daily, uh, we're reminded of just how, how amazing this guy is. So I think it's just kind of one of those things where he's that good. He wanted to do it uh, individually, and, and he's just been ripping this year, and he's got a couple of good uh, buddies that uh, are, are equally uh, talented and willing to help distribute the puck to him and, and Dreisaitl and now Hyman, who's been fantastic as an Oiler. Um, Nugent Hopkins is having a great year, so the, the complimentary staff is there, and uh, he's taken full advantage. It's been just a lot of fun. I'm calling it Supernova McDavid right now. Oh, yeah. it's He's doing things no one else can do. Um, it's 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 crazy to watch. By the way, I didn't appreciate you mentioning Zach Hyman. There's a low blow by you, Tom. Low blow uh, for, for, Leaf, for Leaf fans here. The the, the acquisition of Matthias Ekholm and trading a first-rounder and a fourth-rounder. Ah, oh, Leafs legend Tyson Berry in part of uh, that uh, that deal as well. Um, is this 
a deal like this, is this just another acknowledgement by management um, that, hey, we have Connor McDavid. Don't waste these prime years. Yeah, yeah. It, it is a reminder. And, and like, the, the chorus of noise on the outside, if you will, it just got so loud, especially with Oiler fans watching with, let's say, what the Leafs are doing, Tampa loading up, uh, obviously Boston doing what it's doing. And people around here were going, all right, Ken Holland, let's go, tick-tock. And uh, yesterday he pulls off the move. It comes at the cost of, you know, a pick, a first-rounder. That could be, what, 25th to 32nd, depending on how, how the Oilers manage to do the rest of the way. Uh, Tyson Berry, who today was called Vibe Daddy by someone in the locker room, uh, obviously, wow. you know, a great, great guy. And Vibe Daddy knew when to come in with a quick quip and was beloved by the players. But he was great on the ice, too. But to, to change the, the look of the back end, uh, to improve it, and, and fix up what's been an ailment for this team in its own zone uh, came at the cost of a Tyson Berry. So with Ekholm coming in, uh, there's a hope that he can be kind of like a, a Bouchard whisperer the way Duncan Keith kind of was last year. There's a hope that he can also take Philip Broberg under his wing. Broberg is having a, a stronger push in this last couple of weeks uh, as a young first full-year Oiler defenseman. So, so the ripple effect could be there with Ekholm coming in, and that uh, takes away some of the responsibility from Darnell Nurse, who's uh, had some struggles, but overall has been, you know, their go-to D-man. And and so we'll see how this Ekholm uh, acquisition, you know, impacts the back end. But what they really did need to do is change up how effective uh, the Oilers were in their own zone. And listen, Matt, like the Oilers defensively, yes, a lot of it has to do with how how much the, the blue liners have struggled. They haven't gotten saves at times from their goaltenders. And then on top of that, uh, the responsibility of the forwards in their own zone, that's been an issue uh, for much of the season too. Tom Gazzola is joining us. Does a pre-post game show for every Oilers game at TSN at 1260. Yeah, when you look, when a team is doing poor defensively, it's never just about the goalie or just the defenseman. It's usually more of a team approach. Uh, by the way, you were tweeted out. People can follow you at Tom Cazola. Uh, health of Leon Dreisaitl uh, got uh, un, uh, you know an, an injury in practice. What is uh, what is going on with uh, uh, with Dreisaitl? Yeah, it, it was weird. Like that that video yesterday from practice. That's not normal for Dreisaitl to to be you know skating off hunched over in pain. This guy, he's a He's a ball man. Like he's tough. He's stubborn. It takes a lot to to take him out of a game. And uh, we watched him play with a high ankle sprain for the majority of the playoffs last year. So uh, he he kind of went and took a shot on Stuart Skinner. He was crumpled over for a little bit. I'm sitting there watching him. I'm going, that's not good. He skates over to the bench uh, in pain, and he talks to one of the ATs, and then they call over the head athletic therapist, and you know TD Force is the name. He takes him out of the practice and dry saddle goes off. And so that is not normal for Leon dry saddle. Clearly something is, is bothering him. Um, but Jay Woodcroft did say after practice yesterday, and I know that's just Jay brushing this off, but he said, I saw Leon, he was fine. He looked fine. And then today dry saddle spoke to the media. He'll be good to go. It takes a lot to take him out, but I suppose call it bumps and bruises during the season. But for him to be, in that type of pain, hunched over and having to leave practice, uh, you know it's got to be something that uh, is significant enough to to take a guy like him out.
Who is Edmonton right now? And I, I don't mean to, you know, put you on uh, the psychiatrist couch, but two and six in their last eight, but three of those losses they they went to overtime, so points are ahead. Uh, first wild card spot, but only first, only four points out of first. Uh, tied for the second best goal differential in the West. Those are just some of the basic counting stats. Uh, but Tom, I'm curious. Uh, you watch them every day. Who is this Oilers team right now? Yeah, that's a great question, Matt. And it's a team that uh, gets up for the good teams and can go toe-to-toe with the best of them in the league because they want to. They are engaged when they face the top elite teams in the National Hockey League. But it's also the same group of guys that when they face the Columbuses of the world, uh, Anaheims and, and the weaker teams uh, that don't show up. And I, I've said it all along this year. It's it's between their ears collectively. It's a... Uh, yeah, I've, I've used it on my show a few times. It's an arrogance that, that exists among this group because of the, the amount of talent it does possess. And it catches up and bites them in the butt. It has cost them a, a bunch of points, uh, certainly in February. I mean, they go in, they beat Ottawa one afternoon, and then the next day in Montreal they lay an egg and get uh, dummied by a combination of some Canadians and a bunch of Laval Rockettes. So, uh, it's a team that, when it's engaged mentally, uh, and it seems to be against the best teams in the league, can can you know play with the best of them, and sometimes, and a lot of times this year, get the result that it it wants. But um, when they're not dialed in, and uh, they think they can sleepwalk through a game and still get the result, that's when it's uh, cost them. They should be top of the Pacific Division, but because of that swagger, if you will, it has cost them at least you know, about 10 points, and then five or six of those just last month. Uh, by the way, Tom, the collective mem- membership of every Toronto Maple Leaf says, hold my beer. Oh, oh, Edmonton <laughs> doesn't get up for the games. Hey, look at these games against Arizona and Chicago and against Montreal. I mean, it's funny. In a lot of ways, I mean, these teams are so similar where there's issues on defense. I mean, look, by the way, Edmonton, Needs to be said. I mean, Toronto might have better regular seasons. Edmonton's gone further in the playoffs. Of course, they haven't had to face Tampa, but that's just me being bitter. But these are very similar <laughs> teams. Very similar teams. Loaded with high-end, front-end talent and pressure to do more in the postseason. Yeah. I mean, uh, people around here, I know Toronto is a crazy hockey market. and Edmonton's uh, a lot smaller of a city, but uh, these fans here, it's a powder keg, man. Oh, uh, yes. They're, oh, they're I know. worried about everything. It gets... Any little thing in this city is ready to go off. So um, it's it's crazy co- covering this team for the last dozen or so years to watch where it's come from, being uh, you know bottom feeders to to where it's at now. And this fan base, they want results and they want them now. So it's it's funny, it's fickle, uh, it's a hell of a ride, that's for sure. And and we're enjoying it. I'm sure it's going to be a nice uh, another story tonight with uh, the Leafs and Oilers going toe-to-toe. I'm, go- I'm going with the over on tonight, Matt. I just want to Everyone see the lore. Listen, we're, we are, listen, it, this is a trap, okay? We're, I've already bet, I put a $5 bet to win 15, Matthews to score a goal and the Leafs to win. We're all taking the overs, totals, team total overs, McDavid goal, Matthew goals, and then it's it's going to be a 2-1 game, and we can both decide who gets the two and who gets the one. Hey, but, but yeah. before, before I let you go, uh, you can talk about Edmonton and just a passionate fan base and all that. How angry does both the fan base and maybe the media gets in Edmonton, and maybe it's just you roll your eyes, that on a slow news <laughs> on a slow news day, you could almost predict 
that there'll be a topic in Toronto where the headline is, is it time for Connor McDavid to demand a trade from Edmonton? How angry yeah. do you get on a slow news day? You could almost predict, eh, let's talk about that. Well, well, I mean, every loss, I think that's uh, about like 20% of the texts I get or, or yeah. parts of the phone calls I take is, uh, Leon and Connor are going to want out if this continues. And, and you remind people, it's like, hey, if they finished second in the in their division, uh, what, three or four years in a row now, and they're well on their way to doing it again. And it's never good enough. So, yes, uh, that, that noise about, you know, Connor's going to leave and he's going to want to go elsewhere, which you try to tap the brakes on and remind people around here that they have a pretty good thing going and they have an owner that will open up the vault for these guys uh, when the time comes. Uh, but it's still, it still it lingers in the back of everyone's mind, and uh, people panic and they want to stir things up, and and they bring that up a lot. It's it's kind of funny, kind of sad at the same time, but uh, typical of a of a fan base that's rabid and loves its Oilers. Yeah, and also for the wrestlers in the media. Hey, what are you going to do? Yeah. Sometimes it's July, it's Wednesday. There's not much going on. I can only do so much uh, Taylor Cornelius conversation. Hey. Um, <laughs> Tom, really appreciate it. Uh, we'll be uh, listening. We'll be watching. It's the Leafs and the Oilers tonight. Tom, really appreciate you joining the show today. Thanks for having me on, Matt. Absolutely. Tom Gazzola from TSN 1260 in Edmonton covering the Edmonton Oilers. All right. On the other side of the show, it is, uh, it is. Uh, you know, what is this we're doing, Josh? I see fact or fiction because usually Wednesday is this or that. Is this basically a Maple Leafs edition of this or that, or, or what are we doing next? So opening up with a brand new segment, usually you'd go with the this or that, but I'm going to change yeah. it up. It's along the same lines. Spice it up a little bit. Things are, things are getting a little uh, dull in the, in, the, in the radio bedroom here, trying to spice it up not, a little bit. Not at all, but it's always nice to alter. Some segments have a new voice, have a new look, and it's not really involving me. It's all of you. Oh, okay. And we're going with the Maple Leafs edition today after all the flurry of movements. So, hell yeah. Little tease. Is it a fact or fiction? We'll see next. Coming up right here on Gameplay. This is Gameplay on TSN 1050. This is found money. I want to parlay it. I want to make a big score. Embrace the odds. I want winners. Point is, in a situation like this, you got to pick sides. Is that the truth? I mean, the truth! Are you looking for what's right or just picturing a situation? You have to pick your battles. Time for Fact or Fiction on Gameplay. Oh, I love it. Very uh, brooding there, that new sting for fact or fiction. And by the way, it's a fact. No sports talk radio show has ever done a segment that is um, centered around the idea of one thing being fact or fiction. We are breaking ground here at TSN 1050. Producer Josh Poulos, what do you got, my friend? Going around the horn, around the Toronto Maple Leafs, and, we're, and yes, you're right, Maddie. No one's ever done a fact or fiction before. That's fact. That is a fact. Okay, let's get spicy with the additions of McCabe, Lafferty, Luke Shen, Gustafson, O'Reilly, Achari. The Toronto Maple Leafs have the edge to beat the Tampa Bay Lightning in the first round. That's fact fiction. Or fiction. That's fiction. Now, the Maple Leafs are having a better season. They had a better season last year. 
The Maple Leafs, I believe, are a more talented team than the Tampa Bay Lightning. But it's just one of these very simple cliches. And and I do mean simple. This is a simplistic view. But until you get it done, how am I supposed to believe in you? And the Andre Vasilevsky factor is always there where he'll come up with a 53-save special. I don't want to give the answer fiction, but right now I'm sorry. It's fiction because the Lightning deserve the benefit of the doubt and the Maple Leafs need to earn the benefit of the doubt. You are so right. If you look at last year, you saw what happened in Game 7. So it's, yeah. it's not hard to point the finger and say, uh, but as everybody's saying, this may be a different team. I hope so. I want to be wrong. I want to be dead wrong. I want the Leafs to sweep the Lightning and all of us to be bored. It's like, ah, there's no controversy. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? That is what I'm hoping for. You want to see Boston potentially in the second round? Uh, no, I want to see Boston get uh, get upset. I want to see the Leafs win, and I want the Leafs to go out and win the Stanley Cup in the easiest fashion possible because I can't handle Game 7s. I can't either. I get yeah. way too I'm stressed. a coward. I'm a sports coward. Cowardly better the day. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. To win, you need goaltending. And Ilya Samsonov has done it throughout the season. He has been... Yep. Marvelous. You could say yeah. that. He's has yeah. led full expectation. Not many people expected him to firstly be the, the, the leader in wins. And then to have a goals against average of 230. But let's look at Matt Murray. He was practicing. There's an ankle injury. Shifts to LTIR. Back up LTIR. 24 games left. Matt Murray will make at least five more starts this season. Five more start. There's 22 games, 22, 23 games left. We're not going to see them for a couple more. Two, three. I go, I'll go fact. I will go fact. They're, they're doing right by him in terms of just coming along slowly. Um, I don't think you're going to see him in the playoffs. I think it's going to be Samsonov. But I think, yeah, I think you will see Matt Murray because at the very least, uh, Sheldon Keefe, has got to take that out for a spin a little as much as possible to see exactly what he's got. I don't trust Matt Murray. I hope I'm wrong. Just something seems off. But yes, fact, he'll play five more games. I'll move towards the fact as well. I'll move towards yeah. the fact If you look at the end of April, there's the Sens, there's the Red Wings, there's the Blue Jackets, there's the games yeah. that we may see him slotted in. At the top of the list, Mitch Marner leading all skaters on the team with 74 points, 20 goals, 54 assists. Matthews at 59 points. Fact or fiction, Matthews will lead the team in points at the end of the season. Fiction. Massive, massive fiction. Mitch Marner is on just an absolute heater, and he has been for most of the season. Mitch Marner is is the Jiffy app. You know, that you hear Brian Hayes talk about all the time. It's like, do you got a problem with your forward? Well, just get the Jiffy app. Uh, is your forward not scoring? Well, just call Mitch Marner, throw him on a line, and things seem to change. And and what's impressed me the most is I think Marner, and I wish we could find this stat. I wish they would create this stat. Open net created opportunities. I don't know what that acronym would be. But it seems to me that when Marner, so many of his passes leads to open net opportunities to whatever forward or defenseman he gets the puck to. Marner will lead this team in scoring, uh, even over uh, Nylander as well, who's only two games back of Mitch Marner. Very solid point. Very 
intriguing point. Open net opportunity. O N O N O C. Okay, that doesn't sound good. Anyway, we're, we're workshopping. We're workshopping. I like that. Yeah. Throughout the end, go, looking towards the end of the season. So John Tavares is currently on the wing with Ryan yep. O'Reilly. Yeah. But going into the postseason, John Tavares will remain on the wing. Oh, I'm I'm, I'm going to go with fact. You now have these two incredible lines, and I, I forget who said this. I think it might have been Jonas uh, uh, Siegel or Myrtle saying, we've been trying to figure out to find who's the right left winger for John Tavares. And the answer is John Tavares. He's the right left winger. You put O'Reilly at center, and that line has been incredible. Also, the Leafs have added players like the Acharis and the Lafferty's of the world to start to bolster up the third and fourth line. So I think um, I think you, 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 what we see is what we're gonna what we've seen in the early parts. We will see in the playoffs. I think it'll be O'Reilly centering that second line, and uh, you know you got a great fourth line with Alex Kerfoot on in camp. So yeah, that's how I see that playing out. Got it. Okay, current top defensive pairing right now. Morgan Riley, Justin Hall. Fact or fiction, this will be the pairing for the next 10 games. Ooh, um, <laughs> let's see. Giordano will be near the bottom. It'll be him and like Lilligren, and Timmons won't be playing. And... So if it's Riley and Hall, then we're saying it's, it's TJ Brody. Like I, I, my brain always breaks a little bit. That it's, it's who's who's with Brody then. Hmm. I guess you can make the case that it's Jake McCabe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Left. So it it could be. Yeah. You know what? Yes, I will go with Riley with Justin Hall, and because oh god, we ran out of music. I talked too long. That's my fault. Um, because if you do McCabe and Brody, then you have that real super legit. We're the defensive pairing that will handle the number one lines of Tampa and Boston. We'll take all the defensive draws. We will eat those tough minutes. So, yeah, Morgan Riley, Justin Hall for the playoffs. Okay, all right. Nylander, I'm going to go on a full future scale here because yeah. we love our futures on this show. Hell yeah. William Nylander will make the All-Star game at least two times throughout his career. Fact or fiction? That's, that's fact. Like first off, we all know he should have made it this year. And the one thing we know about voting is they'll often try to overcompensate for past mistakes. So if, let's say, next year or the year after, if it's a close one, if it's 50-50, tie goes to Nylander. So, yes, I think we see Nylander in the All-Star game. And he's been great this year. We're seeing the best version of him, and that version deserves to be in the All-Star game. So, yes, I think you get at least two appearances for Nylander. All right, Maddie. Last question here, and it is spicy, but it's right. very direct. Okay. The Maple Leafs will be in the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. I, I have to go no, don't I? Because you said who is the edge, Tampa or the Leafs? And you said the Leafs have the edge over Tampa. And I said fiction. If I'm going to be consistent, I'm going to I'm going to have to say no. Okay. I'm going to say no. That you know. That, I mean, you know. Tampa added. You know. Chano. I mean, they they making moves as well. So I'm gonna, I, unfortunately, I'm gonna have to go no. All right. Until proven otherwise, I my prediction. It's already here. It is. Here's my opening thought for four weeks from now. Tampa wins Game Seven against the Maple Leafs. Okay. 
I guess a bonus question before we go. Just adding on to that. Does job security become a factor for the Maple Leafs in the the managerial staff, plus the players, if they don't win in the first round? Fact or fiction? Oh, God. Uh, Right now, fiction. Um, This team, every year, they they go in the first round, but they bring everyone back, and then they have a great regular season, and they mostly kick ass, and they entertain us for the majority of the 82 games, and they break our heart, and they all come back next year. So why am I to think that loop is going to be any different? So no, fiction. Very fair point. As of right now, Maple second in the Atlantic. Yep. Trying to do something that they haven't done in over two decades. If, if they were in the West, the, uh, anyway, we're not, we're not going to get into that. Um, good job by you. Good job. Uh, enjoyed enjoyed Thank fact you, sir. or fiction. Coming up on the other side, oh, Amin El Hassan, literally my favorite NBA voice is going to join the show next. We will spin the wheel of topics. Kevin Durant makes his return. His thoughts on Masai Ujiri, the LeBron James injury, and so much more right here on Gameplay. This hour of gameplay is brought to you by FanDuel. Bet on all your favorite teams on the FanDuel Sportsbook app.